You're tuned in to Cat Sass, a fun, insightful way to experience life's challenges. Let's look at the world today with a fresh perspective. I'm your host, Catherine Wilkie. Today we're going to talk about survival during construction. I wish to share with you today one of my stories about renovations and kind of explain how can a blue tarp turn a reasonable adult into a basket case? <laughs> well, you may find this hard to believe, but I've been held hostage by a blue tarp for several years in a row, and I'm finally ready to talk about it. We moved across the country from southern Ontario, Canada, to the west coast of BC in 2006. And it was for a two-year assignment with my husband's work as an engineer. So we flew out to do a recon, looked at the rental housing solutions, and the city of Vancouver was getting already getting revved up for the 210 Olympics. And it seemed like every street in the city was torn apart. But we found a home to rent. It was on 18th Avenue, only 18 blocks to the ocean. We saw the orange fencing around some trees next door and thought no more about it. But by the time we signed the lease and moved in, the house next door had been flattened. So that orange fencing was there to protect trees from machinery. Hmm. So the first year of our two-year assignment, uh, I was looking out of my kitchen window that displayed scaffolding and a blue tarp, uh, all just about two feet from the kitchen window. You see, the density is really tight in Vancouver, with many builders maxing out the lots to almost one foot from the property line. Yep, it was a tough year under that blue tarp. Welcome to Vancouver. <laughs> and towards the end of the next year, <clears throat> the new house was near completion and we imagined uh, having sunshine in the kitchen and things a little quieter, but then we saw the orange fencing show up across the street. Aha! And this time we knew what this meant. The house across the street was coming down. So. Off we go again. Yikes, I said to my husband, no more. I'm sick of the noise. I'm tired of the construction trucks and the blocked streets. And I hate parking around the corner to unload the groceries. So we're freaking moving. And <laughs> so it wasn't pleasant. We ended up on 6th Avenue, now six blocks to the beach. And we rented a newer style townhouse near a lovely dark, a lovely dog park. So the Condra Strata board was reviewing its warranty on the buildings and they kept knocking on my door for a look-see for something or other. But fast forward, the roof in the row of my townhouses needed repairing. So down came the blue tarp over my kitchen window again for a second winter in a row. So really, what are the odds? Okay, so now we've got a problem with coping skills. So by end of the second winter, the blue tarp blues had set in. So in a, you think about it, in a townhouse, there isn't any side windows because they're stacked side to side. It's got only front and back. Um, so when the sunny side, sunny south side goes under a tarp, the hostage effect does become a reality. So living in Vancouver was not what I had imagined. And uh, anyway, I'm getting ready to move back to Ontario and suddenly a career opportunity opened up for my husband. A provincial company wanted him to stay, offered him a really good moving package and a windfall salary. So dare I say no, it's not particularly 
good to mess with a man's career. So I says, okay, sure, but let's buy a proper home. And we ended up moving into a semi-detached house in a neighborhood on First Avenue now, only one block from the beach. So we're getting closer. Being closer to the water was a perk and the house needed a little work, but that was okay. So our first project, we reconfigured uh, and updated the master bathroom. But as soon as we got in there to do the gut, we found dry rot in the outside wall under the vinyl stucco. So that's a situation that was unique to Vancouver where the membrane between the uh, inside wall and the outside wall isn't quite proper. So the house starts to sweat, which means all the framing basically um, gets moldy and you can actually crush it with your bare hands. The whole structure can come down. So what we had to do is we had to drop the entire east wall of this house and then push the hot tub right off the third deck. It was, the experience is the fodder for another blog post for sure, but yep, you got it. The blue tarps came out again. We were delayed another four months as the common wall here was attached to the other unit and the neighbors had to buy into the disruption and the repair plans. So the good line of this, the silver lining is with the entire wall down, we proceeded to renovate a new kitchen and two new bathrooms all at once. Oh my gosh. And needless to say, 18 months later, we finished the master bathroom. So let's explain a little more. A blue tarp can cause a lot of stress. Dealing with any changes causes stress, but dealing with changes to immediately space continuously can cause a series of health problems, anxiety, stress, sleeping disorders, and could lead to alcohol and drug abuse. Believe me, I've been there. So here's some tips. Planning a renovation also has to include a safe spot or a little nest or sanctuary. If it's in the master bedroom, that's fine. Perhaps a den, oh, den, okay. But maybe best move, maybe you move your stuff into a guest room or a back bedroom farther away from the dust, the upset, and the clutter during the time of renovation. So think about it. If the contractors are working in your master bathroom, this disrupts the master bedroom too. So not only may you wish to change clothes in the day or a little quiet time to rest or put your head down, um, you can't do that. They're carrying out debris and moving in cabinets. And um, with all this disruption, your subconscious can go into overdrive. And just that anxiety um, starts to layer and layer and layer. I really stress finding a spot where you can sit still, lay down, or have a snack, watch a video, whatever. Keep a routine together and a routine of peace. So the one thing I did to maintain my sanity to get out of the house and talk to other people. When I came back, uh, I found my little nest, my safe spot, and all was good. So thank goodness I was able to get out of the house and even work part-time. Thank goodness there was an extra shower on the third floor. And thank goodness we could trust and get along with the work crews. So fast forward, a year later, it was time to stop the madness and we had a big party. I ordered food from a caterer and set the day to stop the activity. Just stop it. We invited everyone that had listened to his grumble and we invited acquaintances at the boat club and invited the neighbors 
And I'll admit the patio wasn't so inviting at the time. And the kitchen tile had just gone in the day before. <laughs> there was fresh paint on the ceiling. And the bathroom in the master wasn't quite completed. But the party was the best thing for our morale. Oh, my gosh. Spirits have lifted. 27 people came to bring best wishes. They brought wine, flowers, and best of all, they brought fantastic energy with them. I can't tell you how much we needed this positive injection into our home. And really, we were pretty new in the neighborhood, and we were wondering if we had any friends to invite to this party. So that fantastic energy just stayed in our house for more than a week. We celebrated progress, validation, and found support from new friends in the community. And wow, people and their energy. The results are unlimited. I've previously written about survival during construction and being in command, but neither of these stories can really tell you about the powerlessness that comes from a major renovation. The best way to get through this is not to blame. Respect the fact these things happen and the sun will shine another day. I'm Catherine Wilking and I'm a renovation survivor over and over and over.